0: Welcome to Gim Crack Videos. How can I help you? Hi. Hello. Yeah, we're just uh, browsing for something a little different. Well, have you tried our Forgotten Classics section? Is that the one over there under the sign that says Blighted by God?
1: Oh, oh, found something. Have you seen this before?
0: No, I've never heard of it. Perfect. Wonderful. Enjoy your selection. (laughs) (laughs) You know, we're still here, right? (coughs) Oh, Oh.
1: Everyone, thanks for joining us on another episode of Found on Shelf, the podcast where we tell you everything you never wanted to know about movies you wish you'd never seen. My name is Casey, and joining me, as always, is my co-host Gabe. Gabe, what's going on?
0: I am. I have a a special kind of coffee that is. Uh, it's very nice. It's locally sourced. However, it is called Pisca Cuff Coffee. It's so, called what? Piska. Which is a little unappetizing, but you know, so is this movie. So I think it's <laughs> I think it's befitting.
1: Remind me never to ask you to select any beverages for me next time you're over.
0: Listen, it's delicious.
1: Yeah, but apparently you enjoy the taste of pisca.
0: Piska. Piska. <laughs> it's less acidic than you'd think.
1: Well, speaking of the movie that we're watching, we actually have a special guest with us tonight. So, I'm very excited. Welcome, Patrick and Dustin!
2: Hi, welcome to Glass Half Full Moon, where if we never watched Transfers, Empire Entertainment would go bankrupt. I'm Patrick, and with me, as always, is my co-host... Dustin, Dustin, how are you doing tonight?
0: I'm confused.
1: Are we in the wrong places? I
0: think so. Uh, uh, you know what? Yeah, uh, we, we, I think, I think the timeline might be going a certain kind of way. Oh, do we have to go, do we have to go back down the line? Oh, no, we need to go. we need to get some of that good, good drug just so we can figure this wait, out.
1: Wait, wait. Wait. Hang on a long second. <laughs> Let let's, <laughs> let's let's fix this. Let's fix this.
2: I'm sorry. I it's been a long day. I'm in kind of in a trance.
1: Oh god. Oh,
2: okay. I'm- I have no standards. We will, we will ruin this. Hi. <laughs> Welcome. This is my favorite time of year. The time of year where we pretend movies that aren't holiday movies are holiday movies. And today, my favorite holiday movie is Trancers. Uh, this is a big episode. Uh, we're really happy to have a Glass Half Full Moon with us today. Uh, They are an amazing podcast who covers the works of Charles Band, and since we are talking about Charles Band, since we cannot stop fucking talking about Charles Band, we needed some real experts on Wow,
1: you think we're amazing? You must have really low standards.
2: (laughs) Have you seen the movies I pick?
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yes, and I love the movies that you pick.
0: So here's something that I was not anticipating, is this actually kind of is a Christmas movie. Oh, yeah. I I would argue even more of a Christmas movie than Die Hard.
1: I was just about to say that. Great minds. Same brain.
3: This episode should be coming out on Charles Band's birthday. So it's a double. It's like a triple whammy. Is it
2: really? Happy Jesus. birthday,
1: you charlatan. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I couldn't have said it better myself. So uh, for the working public, if you don't know, Transfers is a 1984 sci-fi movie from director and Lesser deity, Charles Band, and if you ask him what it is, he'll say something like it's a noir movie set in the future, like full-on classic detective transplanted into sci-fi. He's like, it's special; it's a really good film. If you ask anybody else, it's a fucking Blade Runner ripoff. Uh, the screenwriter, <laughs> <laughs> the screenplay is by writers Danny Bilson and Paul DeMeo, who would go on to create the original Flash TV show. So we have a real pedigree working with us tonight. I'm talking about the one from the 90s if you have not seen it. Truly awful stuff. The thing that I want to note and why I'm highlighting that is they were working off of a first draft by Alan J. Adler, who was an older collaborator with Band and most notably wrote the movie that we uh, covered earlier in the year, Parasite, which is a weird apocalypse movie. And uh, I think that it's fitting that he also gave birth to this film.
3: Yeah, you weren't a big fan of Parasite.
2: He, you know, well, I just described the lead actor as the least fuckable person we had on the screen. Um, <laughs> but Tim Thomerson's eyebrows are really giving him competition.
0: Oh. <laughs> oh,
1: gosh, do we love Tim Thomerson in this house. <laughs> so so I, I would
2: well, ask y'all, y'all have actually seen the rest of the Transverse movies, or at least yes. part of it. <laughs> What you, what's y'all's relationship to Trancers coming into it? Because y'all saw the sequels before this movie
0: So the the conceit of our podcast Is we are going chronologically Through the Full Moon Features catalog Funnily enough Despite this being a cornerstone Of the Full Moon label Trancers was not produced initially by Full Moon It was produced by Empire And so we started with trancers two and have been going through the series without ever having seen trancers one until now until now.
3: And that's what, that's what brings you into the fold. That's why we can have you on
0: here and force you to watch this movie. That is that, that is the flimsy through line we're going with. Yeah.
1: (laughs) I mean, if it wasn't for this, we probably would never have watched the first one. So to be fair, it didn't really answer many questions that we had.
2: No, I, yeah. I actually have more questions because I, I listened to your podcast and it seems like Hap gets money at some point, and I'm very curious about that. He was playing the horse races,
3: right?
1: Hap is the best character, though, even if he's only in the movie for about 20 minutes.
3: <laughs> Correct. Correct. Oh, I got some stories about Hap I found out. <laughs> oh,
0: I, I I think we found out the same stories. <laughs> okay. Oh, God. Yeah.
2: Okay. So uh, I will tell you my relationship with this movie is I saw it when I was like eight at one on the sci-fi channel they played like all six of these fucking things and I watched them all and have no memory of them so I was excited to revisit this
3: yeah I've uh I, I've never seen any of the transfers movies actually this was uh I, I did watch this about a year ago and um that's why I was like it's Charles Van's birthday it's Christmas we need a we need a, a you know a Charles Van Christmas movie and boom and then it just it just all stars aligned Uh, Speaking
2: of Christmas, do you have any favorite holiday horror movies or holiday movies in general?
0: So I know for myself, I'm a big fan of the sort of Rankin-Bass stop motion. Mm -hmm. If nothing more than it, it still haunts me to this very day. And sort of in that same vein, Charles Band is a big fan of stop motion as well. Oh, absolutely. Which is admirable. But also I don't want to say that about Charles Band in any respect.
1: <laughs> the man has tenacity. We'll give him that.
0: Yes. yes. Casey, do you have any have any holiday horror films that you're particularly a fan of?
1: Nothing honestly super Christmassy. Of course, you've got you've got Krampus, which came out with Adam Scott and Tony to Colette because we love Adam Scott and Tony Collette. My weird tradition in my house is on New Year's Day, I always watch all three of the Men in Black movies. Okay, because it's some weird tradition that started with my mom. We just kept doing it every year whenever we were together, and it just ended up being a thing for me in my house. It's better than the people who watch Die Hard at Christmas, yeah, for or really. the Harry po- or the Harry Potter movies, also
0: for yeah. real. We don't we don't deal with the Harry Potter people.
3: But by the time this had aired, we we would have covered uh, I think Patrick's favorite uh, Christmas horror movie, and that would be Kirk Cameron Saving Christmas. Fuck that movie,
2: <laughs> and fuck you for making me talk about it.
1: I mean, you could always watch Santa's Sleigh.
2: That one's great,
1: in which a pro wrestler dresses as Santa and kills Fran Drescher.
2: Yeah, I know <laughs> the opening scene to Santa's Sleigh is art.
1: <laughs> Just. Fran Drescher and Chris Kattan. It's great
2: because it's it's all Jewish actors enacting the opening scene to a Christmas <laughs> film. And the Christmas film is like, the, the I would posit one of the better Christmas horror movies because at least it understands that if you're going to do holiday horror, at least make it fun. Almost every other holiday movie is just like this pulverizing like let's subvert it by making it as miserable as possible
1: it could be worse it could be the black christmas remake
2: jesus christ which one
1: uh eyeballs
2: <laughs> <laughs>
1: the answer is eyeballs
2: all right well the, you know i think that guess that does us sort of our quota for uh being like holiday and cheeriness at the beginning of this to kind of you know, wrap everything up so let's get into the actual fucking shit of this movie dustin do you have the trailer for this oh wait we didn't ask before we We'd started. It. All right, you've seen all of these, all three Transfers movies, or at least that's the first half of the series. If you had to sell someone, if you had to gun to your head, sell someone on Transfers in say thirty seconds or less, Casey, Gabe, how would you do
0: it? I've been thinking about this, and it, the easiest way to say it is: Do you like Blade Runner? Do you like Terminator? Or what if we said you can make both of those at the same time with a tenth of the budget?
1: I would say. Do you like a hard-boiled old detective who treats on his present wife with his past future wife?
0: No, his, f- his future present wife with his past future wife.
3: Yeah, but isn't his future present wife his
0: great-great-great-grandmother? That's No, that's his present... <laughs> his past present wife, who is different than his, his future past wife. The time travel in this, in this series gets out of control.
1: I mean, physically, he's not his own grandfather, but mentally, he's his own grandfather.
3: I, I, I think so. And I, I I think one of the things that made this first movie work was that they didn't really focus on how the time travel works. It's just like, look, here it is. We do it. And- well,
2: no, I I want to say Charles Spann says that this this method of time travel is one of the greatest inventions of storytelling in cinema history. So <laughs> is I that just a quote? Be- uh, what he actually says is, it, 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 is it's one of the greatest inventions and he's talking about it as a storytelling mechanic. So I, I added the cinema history for flourish, but I, wouldn't put it past
3: <laughs> I do, however, have a, uh, an actual trailer for the film. If we'd like to all be reminded, I have to set up a warning that it is, uh, it's a, <laughs> it's a long trailer. <laughs> How long is this fucking trailer? dude? <laughs> it's like three minutes. We'll play
2: it. We'll, we'll cut part of it out. Cause Jesus Christ. <laughs>
1: Show yes. me the thing Show yeah. me the thing Alright,
3: here we go I'm Jack Death I'm a trooper in the 23rd century Jack Death, Angel City PD, may I see your stats? What did I do? Under Section 7 of the Penal Code, the council authorized
1: me to administer you a transfer suspect examination You can't give me a TSE without a warrant I got your warrant right here, pal Okay,
3: okay, okay I don't want any trouble well, My right. job is hunting transfers. I got nothing to hide Finding them and singeing them. Of course, sometimes (laughs) they find me first, then it's a little more complicated.
0: whistler's location we monitored a line disruption in los
4: angeles december 1985 and zant ash and i all
0: had (laughs) ancestors in the city then if you think i'm bringing that scum up the line you got the wrong trooper unless you stop whistler everything the council has accomplished for the last 40 years will count for nothing
1: okay let's say i believe this you're a cop from the future and you're chasing this guy piper whistler why doesn't he just turn you into one of these
0: zombies or me
3: trancing only works on squids people with weak minds easily controlled lena i'm from another time another world i don't even know what you
0: people eat for lunch jack death is back and he's never even been here before trancers
3: (laughs) that whole thing was worth playing because of the last line Jeff is
2: is back and he's never been here before because Charles calls that out in his fucking biography. In his biography? Hmm? Uh, His auto... (laughs) It's a ghost-written autobiography. I don't know. uh, Confessions of a Puppet Master.
1: At least he's confident. Mm -hmm. (laughs) You kind of gotta be to do the stuff that he does. You gotta be completely 100% confident in the shill you're putting out.
3: Yeah, that man does not lack confidence, if anything. He (laughs) will... He will sell you just a the pile of shit and tell you it's the shiniest, best smelling thing in the world.
1: He's got like a plus five in charisma.
0: In preparation of this, I actually listened to his podcast and he speaks with such a confidence. He sounds so sure of himself and that everything he's creating is art. I think he has to believe that.
3: That's, I mean, that's how he gets the movies made and that's how he, he started, you know, like he'd, he'd put out ads in magazines of like all these movies and like advertising like they're in production just to see which one got more attention, and once that one got attention, that's the one that got made, and the rest of them were just
0: gone. So we have so one of the fascinating things that we have sort of encountered as we've done, gone through these full moon movies is that I think every single one of them we've watched thus far in the credits it reads based on an based on an original idea by Charles Band. And I've always wondered how true that is. This one is really, really is interesting to me because
2: the way he talks about it, he came up with this fucking movie. Like he, he thinks this movie is God's gift to cinema, and he it is his idea and his baby. But uh, he didn't write the script. Um, let's see. It's he uh, did
1: direct it though.
2: He did direct it. Uh, the thing about the script is interesting though, is because um, uh, the screen, the two screenwriters. They actually were working off of a first draft by uh, Alan Adler, whose name is no longer on the credits anywhere. So how much of that script got used is interesting. So did he come up with the idea and then give it to Alan and didn't like what came out, so he gave it to Danny and Paul? Or did he, or did Alan come up with it and he, he decided to just claim that idea? Because Danny and Paul's script is nothing like Alan's idea. Like, Take, for instance, Jack Death is originally named Jack Farragay, the Rat Catcher. <laughs>
0: I wonder if that script exists anywhere. I would love to have.
1: But if it were Jack Faraday, I don't think it would have fit as well for Tim Thomerson.
2: Tim Thomerson is a Jack Death if ever there was one.
1: Tim Thomerson is this hard-boiled cop no matter what movie he's in. He is Jack Death. He is Brick Bardot. It's a character that it's a hard sound all the way through because it's masculine. That is these characters.
0: Yes. So should we get into the movie? It probably. Let's get right into
2: it here. Um, it starts with a THX sound effect. And then the <laughs> Ecto 1 pulls up to a stake and shake. Am I watching the right movie?
0: Yeah. It was it was so blatantly the Ecto 1. Apparently I forget. I remember reading somewhere that the guy that did the effects for Blade Runner actually worked on this film. Really? Yes. I've can't Source it at the moment, but I I want to say that the car and the the later the hovering vehicle that we see later on were done by him presumably in an afternoon because he needed to eat that week. Like well, that's that's the reason that most of these guys
2: take work in the eighties.
1: Do they need to eat or do they need the coke? But there's there's got to be something to say that
3: that Charles Band has like a little like he's got like a, a following of people that like to seem to work with him all the time. You know, he's got Tim Thomerson, Jeffrey Combs. It's just
0: here's here's a fascinating thing is on that podcast I was telling you about his very first ever guest is um John Carpenter, mm-hmm. right? Which is like in the way that they converse and the way that they talk, they're like close friends. Now, given in that podcast, John Carpenter is absolutely blitzed. <laughs> and so that, that might be impairing him somewhat, but he's got Charles band knows people. Yeah.
2: I think Carpenter wrote his first movie, right? Am I wrong? Something that? like
0: that.
3: There was definitely some uh, early established uh, relationships there,
0: but no, we open up and I would like to say that these past sort of scenes. These or or rather these scenes that are set in the future are genuinely pretty well um set up visually. I really like the way they look.
2: Yeah, I like the first part of the movie with the Blade Runner narration and the 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 weird uh you know diner future set it's pretty
3: cool. Yeah, really like just establishing and there's not a lot of there's not a lot of shots that are done at the same place like a lot of his films like they really really went out and shot at a bunch of different spots for this thing like a real movie i i, I was amazed
1: <laughs> well to be fair this was also very early in the years of empire international like this was shortly before reanimator so this was when empire was starting out like i think this was like the fourth or the fifth production so he had that fresh money he had those fresh ideas ready to go so it's not like he was hurting here
3: and then he's like, you know, you see what that gets me? If I go and film multiple locations,
0: we go bankrupt.
3: No, we're just doing like two shots and there we're good. We'll make a movie out of it. I don't care.
0: Shot, reverse shot, shot, reverse shot. You get a second location if you're, if maybe. I'm having a trouble. Transfers are zombies, maybe.
2: Maybe zombies. Um,
1: The way he, the way he describes transfers is that they're the remnants of the Whistler's cult. Yes. The Whistler being our big baddie for this movie. And his followers are referred to as Trancers, neither fully alive nor dead, a slave to his psychic power. Almost Haitian voodoo zombie in a sense.
2: Oh yeah, like um like the like more like like white zombie or something like yeah.
1: that. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Yes, it kind of
3: makes and sense. I don't I'm no one do they it's it's like such a I they I think that's what kind of makes the movie work, but also is kind of confusing to some people, is that it just creates its own terminology and just sticks to it like it's just everyday life like they just say transfers, they just say you know squid and they just say these things that just you almost feel like i should know what that means because everybody else does so
1: imagine it, how we felt watching two and three without
2: this context because <laughs> yeah, because you, you'd be under the impression that there was context at some point and in fact n- fucking no <laughs>
0: well to be fair when we drop into transers one. We almost did skip the first trancers, the prequel that never happened, of Jack Death going and finding Whistler and presumably killing him. As we we learn that the reason he's out at this sort of diner is because he's hunting the remnants of what Whistler had set up. And right. we get a scene where we, got, we get the good old fashioned bait and switch where we are introduced to sort of like this gruff-looking gentleman. Like, ah, you don't have the warrant to be It's looking at my stats. And Jack Death Death is like, well, here's my warrant right here. And he pulls a gun. And we think, ooh, this guy's going to be a bit of a, bit of a ne'er-do-well, a bit of a troublemaker. But no, the sweet old black grandma standing behind the counter, she's the transfer, and she just starts going fucking hog-wild on, on Jack Death.
1: She threw a, a pot of tepid soup scene. on him.
2: <laughs> evil, evil!
1: It wasn't <laughs> even hot soup. It's just tepid soup. It's, it's like really. <laughs>
2: it's still the most violent episode of Alice I've ever seen. <laughs> <laughs> and then, the, the 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 one guy, the bait and switch guy, he flips like this blue beacon on the outside that is uh, presumably nine one one. I think it seems super
0: inefficient. Our right?
1: beacons are lit.
0: The diner calls for aid. <laughs> Might as well have a torch and ignite a big fucking brazier of, of cast out deadwood.
1: <laughs> now all of China knows you're here.
2: <laughs> and we learned a couple of important things here. We learned that when you kill a trancer, they like late they self
0: incinerate. That's not explained in the later sequels. Yeah, it's
3: not explained in this one either. It's just no, it's it just, just happens. That's just happens. That's just what happens when you when you Is send a I, transfer. I think
2: Phantasm has like a firmer grasp on grounded storytelling.
3: You could, you could say like you're gonna singe a transfer, and that sounds like you're doing some like skateboard move in the mm-hmm. '80s or something. Like it could, it could
0: literally be anything. I play transer, Tony Hawk. Man. I've seen it. Yeah. yeah is not, is that's a creator move, right? Yeah.
3: Yeah. Three sixty transfer singe. You, know? you, you you make a character. You put him in a
2: trench coat. You give him some frightening shoulder pads, and you've got your
0: you got your crate skater. Oh, there's so many shoulder pads in this movie. Like you could put somebody's fucking
2: eye out. These shoulder pads are so severe. Oh my god.
0: <laughs> Alright, so
3: where are we at here? The body turns red. Uh the beacon apparently did work because the cops show up.
0: And then he quits for some reason. Making- so what the situation there is, uh we get McNulty, who does come back in the sequel. Mm-hmm. Art LaFleur.
1: Who- yes. I love Art LaFleur.
0: Oh, he's very good.
1: I know Art LaFleur as the pharmacist Tom Penny in 1988's The Blob. So he's a very well known character actor. If you don't know him by name, you definitely know his face.
2: Yes. yes, definitely seen it. Be-
0: very very um well entrenched trenched guy from that thing.
1: Yeah, basically. But McNulty's basically sick of Jack's shit cuz he's like you quit that transer hunting or you leave the force. The whistler's dead. This ain't your thing anymore. And Jack decides to do shit on his own and is like, "Okay, I quit." Cuz he answers to no man.
3: It's just badass like that.
1: Jack Death is a loose cannon former cop who doesn't play by the rules.
3: Yeah. Shuttle pad duties for squids. (laughs) 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 I ain't got time for that. What do you think? I ain't got the time.
0: What he does have the
3: time for is uh, scuba diving.
0: Scuba diving. Right.
3: That was weird. Off the matte painting of Los Angeles.
1: I mean, he's retired now. He needs a hobby. Uh, Well, so...
0: What it is is that obviously ocean levels have risen because this future world is an absolute hellscape. And the city of L.A. has completely been flooded. And so Jack Death is going diving down into the L.A. ruins to collect hubcaps and signs. Mm -hmm.
1: Street signs. Uh, (laughs) I
2: I assume their economy works like Fallout, (laughs) <laughs> some good aluminum
3: in that one right there and there there is a little callback to this scene later in the movie which i thought was a nice little touch
0: oh yeah that that was good yeah, yeah.
3: but yeah and then so what do we got? the the, the uh, art lafleur tries to come back and uh recruit him and i yeah. did have to cut this little bit of line of dialogue just because it was fantastic
0: damn it jack the council needs you fuck them <laughs>
2: He wants there's, so a lot of,
0: steak. <laughs> there's a lot of very good, just very blunt lines from Jack Death. There's one later on that I really like.
1: The best part about this, in my opinion, is after Jack's like, no, I ain't taking your job. He goes diving back into the ocean and McNulty just walks in after him like he's chasing a belligerent toddler. It's, it's,
2: it's, it's, it's like a, a a lesser version of Point Break. And Jack is Bodie. Going out to the waves one time, and Lafleur's like, now I'm going to let him go. (laughs) He belongs to the waves. Yes.
1: (laughs) He belongs to the ruins of old LA, but except he doesn't because, oh shit, the Whistler's alive. Dun, dun,
0: dun. I do like here that I think Tim Thomerson got a little too enthusiastic and jumped into the water, because McNulty says, Whistler's alive, but Jack Death is already halfway through the dive, so it looks like he just doesn't care. <laughs> then they need to cut to another shot of him coming up out of the water. Like, wait, what'd you say? Uh, that may be <laughs> the yeah, case. I couldn't
1: hear you got water in my ears.
2: A band said the directing um Thomerson was like making it was like trying to talk him down from being less manic all of the time. So it possibly <laughs> this, this by the way, this is this is Thomerson's restrained performance. This is after being <sighs> handled.
3: <laughs> And, oh and and I, I I listened to the uh to the director's commentary over this one. And uh, apparently during this scene, there was like massive riptides going on all along the waterfront there. So they had lifeguards that were just just barely off camera, like ready to yank them out because the riptides were just so bad. It was just pulling things down left, left and right. So maybe that could be why he jumped out rather quickly.
0: Yeah. And so after this, we do get Jack being pulled back to the council. And Jack Death is wearing his his best Blade Runner cosplay. And we find out that the council is being killed, but not just, like, assassinated. Someone has gone back in time. Whistler has gone back in time to kill their ancestors so that they cease to exist in the current timeline. How do they know? Because Whistler just likes to mock them.
1: Did anyone else notice that the dude chairman looks like a low budget Stephen Fry?
2: Yeah, a little. <laughs> like Stephen Fry, or like Charles, like crossed with like Charles Gray.
1: <laughs> I-, I called him Stephen Fry through the, the remainder of my notes.
0: <laughs> but no, the the entire reason Whistler gets found out is because he chooses to mock the council. He sends them a uh, video of him just being like, "I'm a, lo- I'm very smart." And I'm going to kill you in the past.
3: He said, I'm going to straight up back to the future murder all of you. And there's nothing you can do about it.
2: Honestly, I feel like that's something a real person would do. <laughs>
0: yeah. <laughs> Fine.
1: I mean, how many people are like, oh, if given the chance to time travel. I would go back and kill Hitler's mother. You get that answer a lot. <laughs> just thinking about it.
0: Well, here after we find out that Whistler has gone back in time, we get into the actual mechanics of oh, the yes. time travel here, which I I barely understand.
3: Yeah, and they did that on purpose. They don't want you to, I mean, they don't want you to think too much about it because when you have to think about it, the, then it takes the fun out of it. So,
0: it's Well, they failed. I thought a lot about it.
1: <laughs> From my understanding of the way time travel works here is It's a chemically induced transfer of consciousness to the past. The body is essentially left in a coma in the present time. And the only way to successfully transfer yourself to the past is to reside within the body of a blood ancestor. How the hell this drug manages to do that, I don't know. Is it like some fucking LSD or something? It sounds like it.
0: I think this was based off of MK Ultra research. That's the only conclusion I can come to.
1: Hmm.
3: Yeah, it's uh, it's 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 different. I mean, it's uh, it's one way to, I guess, to, to get around trying to tell a story. You get too many open questions there when you got to think about well, what happens to the other brain? And I know he says later on, we'll go oh, he's 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 in time. The out. only
1: thing yeah. it solves is making sure you're not genetically your own grandfather.
3: Yeah, that's
2: basically it. The past nastification, as Futurama puts it.
1: And-, <laughs> and that's the okay. only thing it solves Like, you're still mentally your own grandfather But physically, I mean, you're fine
0: Also, they found the Whistler's body While he is currently in this trance going back in time They want to bring him back into the future So he can stand trial And Jack Death ain't having none of that shit <laughs> You get a very excellent scene of a body exploding What a fucking gun One blast
2: and just pyrotechnics everywhere <laughs> it's the future baby
1: That's also pretty common for Tim Thomerson characters
0: <laughs> oh It's a character Trait you might say
1: Yes, It's it's almost like it's written In his contract I need a gun That just explodes thing with, Things with one shot
2: <laughs> it's, it's, it's a good thing To have in your contract you never know when that's going to come in
0: handy Another thing that I That I'm fine With the whole going back in time through your Consciousness thing I really am but the thing that throws all of that for a loop is that they can just also send things back in time physically too. Yeah, so why not people? I think it's yeah. the
3: reverse Terminator rules. Like you can't, you could can send inanimate objects back, but you can't send actual people back. Hmm. So
1: synthetic material, but not organic.
0: That's the only. I mean, that's the only thing I can think of. Well, we so Jack Death gets a little bit kitted out. He gets. A um, 38 special from the time period that he's going to that in the handle has two doses of the time travel drug that will send him and Whistler back up the line, as they say. They also have a device called the long second, which is it will turn one second into ten seconds for you, effectively allowing you to stop time. Yeah, and specifically noted to be a single-use one generator item,
2: um, and they keep getting more of them somehow. Like there's, there's <laughs> script contrivance, but still, it's weird.
1: It's it's like epipens, time Epis. time Epis? <laughs> time epipens.
0: Jack Death go goes under the syringe, mm-hmm. goes back in time, and so we're just gonna ignore the fact that he kills a guy, right? Like he goes back in time, takes over this guy's brain and just doesn't give it, gives, give his body back. Well, you know, he gives it back
2: briefly during, during like sexual intercourse, which is the weirdest (laughs) fucking thing in in the movie. Like, holy God. Uh,
1: Not his own volition, however.
2: Yeah. Yeah. There's a lot of agency issues involved in this. It's fucked up.
3: And what was, what was his, uh, his, Peter, whatever, was that the original guy's Phil. name? Phil. Phil. That's like a Phil, yeah. What was, what was Phil thinking when he just woke up and he's like, oh, oh, all right. I guess I'm just doing this now.
1: <laughs> to be fair, to be fair, we are introduced now to a young Helen Hunt.
3: Yes. Yes.
1: As Phil's girlfriend, Lena. So it's not like it would be unusual for him to find himself in bed with Lena because that's already his girlfriend. Oh, well
0: it doesn't seem like they're um in a relationship. It seemed more like a one night stand. Yeah, because she does say later, Did Jake did I give you my number?
1: Oh, that's fair. That is fair.
0: So Casey, I need you to I need you to refresh my memory. Have we seen Helen Hunt's tits yet?
1: No. No, we have not. I'm
0: glad she has standards. They definitely tried to push it, because like the first shot of her is
2: like like a back shot while she's topless. So I'm sure that Charles was on the set, like, come on, and Helen's like, no.
3: Yeah, and he actually said something in the comments.
2: This was also
1: this was very this was very very early in her tenure. Like this was actually, I think, only her third uh, um, movie role. So this was incredibly early in her career.
2: And that Thomerson has some hmm, comments about her. I, I, I were interesting because uh, he mentions that. So Thomerson thinks that he's the reason that Helen Hunt gets gets casted because he's yes. he sees her read and he's like. Uh, well, I know her cause we worked on this show called, um, the two it? of us
3: Thank I you. They heard him talk about it on the commentary.
2: Yeah. So they're, 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 on the two of us and she's like 16 at the time. And he's like, oh yeah, no, I worked with her. She was good. And, um, Charles band thinks that she got cast because Albert band was friends with Gordon hunt, her dad. And Charles was like, yeah, sure. Go ahead. Come on. Uh, so <laughs> probably more to that. But then, like, like, t- like, Tim makes this comment about knowing her since he was 16, but then later starts talking about, like, how cool it was to be this detective with a cute chick all of the time. And I'm like,
0: dude, weird.
3: He's, he's, he's,
0: he's excited. Uh, in, <laughs> we've seen quite a few Tim Thomason films by this point. He almost always has a girlfriend that is half his age. Really? Yes. There was specifically a point in Trancers 2 where he's I can't remember if it is was his past future wife or his future past wife <laughs> but he was kissing one of those two and I just had to stop and be like okay how It was old? his
1: past future wife.
0: Okay, thank you. I it needed It was his to, past future
1: wife. I needed because to because remember know I absolutely old. hate her actress.
0: Right. And I needed to know okay how old is this actress? This seems this seems uh irresponsible at the very least. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: I think the only Tim Thomerson role we've seen him in where he didn't have a girl on his arm was Dollman and that's because he was only 13 inches tall.
2: Mm. Mm. Maybe you, possibly yeah, the one they do after this because I don't think I, I think it's Zone Troopers it's basically just them and aliens. Mm. I could be wrong. I haven't seen Zone Troopers in years.
3: Cuz I know he was he was only 38 when he did this movie. He was what? Yeah, he was Jesus. a rough <laughs> He Holy was a shit. rough thirty-eight. He oh my 38.
1: god! That He's is already so gray.
3: It's such a such a
2: hard thirty-eight.
1: Oh no! I <laughs> thought he was fifty. Just oh gonna no. mess
0: up this coffee real quick.
1: Oh no! <laughs>
0: this man has been fifty for the past sixty years. <laughs>
1: Is this a Benjamin Button thing? (laughs) No, he's just...
0: You're just going to be an old dude with eyebrows from the moment you're
1: born.
0: That's why he always is with younger women. He's draining their life force to maintain his his current form.
1: Watch out, Helen Hunt!
0: Tim Thomerson, energy (laughs) vampire.
1: No, I thought that was Keanu Reeves.
3: He, Tim did make uh, a lot of comments about how her body looks just as good now as it did then. Jesus Christ, oh, Tim! He, in the commentary, he makes it like six times. He says that. I, it, it's 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 almost it gets a little uncomfortable there. Like, all right.
1: Okay, so this is the point where we realize we like Tim Thomerson as an actor, not as a person.
0: <laughs> Love yeah, I'm, I was happy in my illusion of Tim Thomerson as a hard-boiled detective. <laughs>
3: Why did that's you ruin, ruin,
2: it ruin it for ruin us? us? <laughs> <laughs> it
3: ruined
0: that's, Tim Thomerson.
3: That's, that's,
2: that's kind of what oh. I do, is I just
3: ruined
4: <laughs> <laughs>
3: uh, Well, before we go any further, I do have to play this.
4: What are you doing? Dry hairs for squids. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I love that line so much. <laughs> it is out of context in the film. <laughs> <laughs> Dry hairs for squids.
3: <laughs> yeah, it's like, it's time he's just mentioned squids, the throwaway line. And it's like, what the
2: fuck are squids? I will, I will get up tomorrow and I'm gonna like, 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 rinse and scrunch like my, my hair, and I'll be like, "What are you, dry hairs for, squids?" <laughs> now he, uh, says, yes. he says specifically that when he wet his hair and threw on the trench coat, that's when he found the character. He is letting costuming choices make his acting decisions.
3: Well, those costuming choices were pretty badass, so I think it worked. He
1: carried them through the rest of his career.
0: (laughs) (laughs) So also, um, Helen Hunt is going to her job Mm -hmm. as sort of an assistant (laughs) at a mall Santa. Yes. Yes.
1: Yes, because we see her getting dressed in Phil's apartment and she's here like, are you going to drive me to work or not? And I'm looking at her wardrobe choice. I'm like, wait, wait, why is she wearing <laughs> that color red with a white firm trim mm-hmm. and a red skirt? And it is at this point that we realize, oh, shit, this is a Christmas movie. Yeah.
0: Christmas. With a green leotard. I'm here for it. So Jack Death also gets his, um, his famous car, which is not the same car as in later films, because Casey, again, remind me if I'm getting this wrong. Isn't it red in later films? Yes. So I don't understand how where this got lost in translation, but he has that car in later films, but it's not the same car.
1: It's not, but he actually does explain this one because the car he's driving in this instance is too recognizable. So he does get rid of it later on in the film.
3: That's true, he does. And- and he goes for a bright red car instead, because that's not recognizable whatsoever.
0: Well, they go mopeds first. <laughs> yeah. So Jack drops her off at the mall and is just very aggressive as like, yeah. no, wait, why are you leaving? Are we? Am I going to see you again? <laughs>
1: he's like a lost puppy which uh, i mean to be fair he is lost so
3: yeah that's where she says the uh did i give you my number he goes no good (laughs) thank god or whatever she she says she he
2: says she says did i give you my number he says no she says thank god and i think it's the appropriate reaction to have to jack death
0: (laughs) at that particular moment (laughs) in time yes well because he's been acting like a fucking weirdo ever since because he's basically just a brand new human being and jack this
1: this does not. This does not dissuade my Benjamin Button theory.
0: (laughs) We also get the Santa who is sitting down with the child on his lap. Yeah, Murray. And the child really wants John Doe, the Mandroid. Yes.
3: (laughs) (laughs) I had to throw in the Mandroid line.
0: Which is fascinating because the very last episode that me and Casey recorded was on the film Mandroid. (laughs) Oh my (laughs) gosh.
1: Foreshadowing?
0: Well, actually, I looked it up. It's in reference to another. Uh, Empire film in which there was a character called John Doe the Mandroid. I forget what the film was.
1: Wait, are you suggesting that Charles Band is ripping off himself? Wait, why am am I surprised at that?
0: (laughs) that, uh, Because, okay, this is a interconnected universe. We know that much. So, how deep does this go?
1: At at least six feet. At least six feet, enough to bury the body.
3: And you know, I wonder if this could relate to the uh, to the Mordred, because um, when I was researching uh, Doctor Mordred, there was, you know, everyone's like, oh, it's it's," everyone thinks it's based off of Marvel because they think Charles Band had the rights to Marvel because that's because he's never said he didn't because of course he didn't. Um, I don't think he ever did, but he did have some work with uh, Jack Kirby, and one of that was was a Mandroid ish type. Character. So I'm wondering if that was what that was from. Perhaps. I could, be wrong. I could be wrong. But anyway, so there's a fight between Santa.
0: Yeah.
1: It is at this instance where the kids in the mall realize that Santa's not real.
0: <laughs> yeah he's not? Santa's not very fun. real and he's very mad at you. Santa. <laughs> Santa's a trancer. Santa's a trancer. God damn it.
1: The, the hilarious part of this is one the Santa trancer is making some ungodly belching noises <laughs> that I'm guessing are supposed to be growls, but it honestly just sounds like he has acid reflux.
0: They don't do that in later movies.
1: And two, just the kid like, hey, mom, he shot Santa Claus.
0: I oh. audibly laughed at that one. <laughs> yeah.
1: Hey, mom, he shot Santa Claus. <laughs> 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 you, you you get both points. Yes. Uh,
3: yes. Oh, that's a weird gurgly noise. It oh, was great.
2: <laughs> and I, I love how after this, they're like, like Jack, what did you do? I'm like, Murray was full on, like, just like went fucking crazy and was trying to beat people up. Like, clearly it, it was also trying to shoot Jack beforehand. Inter was, was like, trying to bite oh, my face. Yeah. And they're like, yeah, what, what did you do, Jack? Like, Santa yes. went rabbit. What the fuck are you talking about? His lips became immensely chapped. Didn't you see? <laughs> hey, uh, the J- Jack's line is is uh, Have you, has Murray ever turned yellow before? And I'm like, was he yellow? I, he didn't turn yellow. He's not yellow. Okay, because no. I'm colorblind. And I was very concerned. I'm like, is this- <laughs> hey,
1: no, you're not. You're not being misled. The line's just terrible. <laughs> now Charles Band said, "A rule of
2: filmmaking is if you have one bad line." From one bad character, your whole movie's ruined. <laughs> and he just had one.
0: Well, death isn't a bad character, so That's obviously. true.
2: That's true.
3: It's a bad line, though. No, I,
2: It I, is I, a bad I, line, I, but I,
1: not a bad character. So, I mean, technically, we're still good.
3: Yeah. And I, I, my, my, my response to that when Patrick originally told me, I was like, well, that just means you surround him by a hundred other bad lines from a bunch of other different crappy characters. That way, it all just gets lost in the mix.
0: If you if your whole movie is bad, you lose a frame of reference for what good is. Yes, so that's it the all theory. balances out. And if you have
3: <laughs> one good scene, it's like, holy shit,
0: this movie's great. Seth MacFarlane <laughs> filmmaking. You set the, the bar solo. Cool. So oh no! Oh no! Oh no! But oh, so Jack Death leaves his photograph behind of one of the. We forgot to mention he he is going back in time to protect the ancestors of. Not just to kill Whistler, but to protect the ancestors of the council members. Yeah. And he leaves a reference picture of one of the council members at the crime scene. With so an Whistler, address. With an address. And Whistler comes up, and he Whistler is a detective on the police force, because that's what his ancestor was. And what happens from there is, well, first of all, very very apropos and very uh, good for Whistler is... Santa transfer doesn't choose to disappear until he's hidden from view from everyone. Mm-hmm. It's very, very considerate. <laughs> yes,
3: I and, noticed that. I was like, I was like, oh, okay. Now you don't have anyone questioning why some Santa just disappeared in a red light.
0: Though those those paramedics should have questioned how. Hey, where's the body? There was a body in that bag. Where'd it go? <laughs> Unless they're transfers too.
1: The lieutenant must be a magician.
0: <laughs> and yeah. so we get a bit of exposition from Jack Death as him and Helen Hunt are driving to the location of the ancestor that they're looking to find. And is this he, where we find out that squids are, is is a slang term for yes. weak-minded people? Yeah, in the car he tells her that. that's I think,
3: yeah, when they take off, they're like, yeah, tell her that's what squids are. Is that a term that continues on in the other movies? No, I don't no, no. Squid- no. They don't
1: mention
0: squids again because he. Was. Nope. No, That's as
1: good. as far as I recall, I've never heard that term in another Transfers.
0: By Transfers three, they have completely given up on the. Genetic sort of time travel aspect. Yeah, they're just yeah. straight up just Continuity
1: to like, is out the window.
0: Yeah. Okay. Good. Because like I know I've seen him like
2: on like like a horse at some point with like full Back to the Future three, and I'm like I don't even know how they're going to attempt
1: that.
3: Yeah, I've heard after two, just don't bother. But <laughs> your your podcast is going to have to suffer through all of them.
1: We've suffered through Meridian. I think we can handle it.
0: <laughs> suffered through a lot. <laughs>
3: so. And- <laughs> I know when you guys were having some technical problems I was like, holy shit, that movie broke them That movie <laughs> just <laughs> broke them yeah.
1: No, I think seed people Is what killed my computer
3: uh, Yeah that, that uh, was So really funny,
0: funny coincidence as far as That film is concerned, the day I Went and the day we recorded Seed people, the Full Moon Features Twitter account tweeted Out like an advertisement For seed people This shit keeps happening to us I, I, we'll it, pick up a, a movie having you do yeah we pick this movie world with like it's it's
2: totally obscured and then like the day we record or like the week before we publish and it's been recorded for six months so it'll be like new remastered version of this movie coming out I'm like where the who the fuck what
1: it's happened about three times for us specifically from full moon's twitter
3: it's nuts yeah it's yeah, weird how
2: we've we had it at least twice with the guyver and uh captain invincible
3: yeah, Cancer Invincible is random. I don't even know where the hell that came from. But
0: So back to the movie, we do get to the point where they find the ancestor and he's working at a tanning salon. And Jack Death goes in and is like, yeah, someone's coming to kill you. Or no, rather before that, uh, he is talking to Helen Hunt and he's like, you know, you don't have to be here. I'm just going to be taking care of this myself. She's like, no, I'm just going to stay here in the car or whatever. But then she does leave which is, you know, the right choice to make in that situation, to be frank. So when Jack Death goes in to speak with this tanning salon guy, we find out that he's been turned into a trancer. I have a question
2: about that, because this is the guy's ancestor, right? Yes. Okay, so the minute he turns into a trancer, they have basically fucked this guy's timeline. He's going to die. What do you think the process for trancing someone is? That He's like, I'm going to try and find these guys. Actually, you know what? I've already got them. Let's just trance him
0: long distance. He's dead now. So we do get in the later sequels some explanation about that. Okay. And the origin of becoming a trancer is it, it was the brainchild of a man called uh, Colonel uh, Mother Father. I remember y'all talking about him on an adolescent. Okay. Or I think it was like Daddy Mother or something like that. And the process is actually pretty intensive, at least at that point. So presumably they would have gotten better at it as time went on. Mm-hmm. However, especially considering Jack Death had like was was going there faster than Whistler, I got to ask how yeah, it doesn't what I'm saying is it doesn't make sense. Right.
1: <laughs> I just think he has a really good Wi-Fi signal.
0: He's got, he's got 24G. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Basically uh, so what happens in the scene and I, th-
2: I think I took I took your uh, your steam away, Gabe, but like um, where, where you were getting to is the transfer then just throws Jack Death in a tanning uh, booth, which looks like some sort of weird future cell. And then like,
0: yeah, that's not how tanning booths work.
1: Yeah, actually, actually, I've seen this style of tanning booth at the Planet Fitness I used to go to. OK, I've seen the style of tanning booth, so it's not uncommon but all I can think of is like are we going final destination here? Are we getting another ten booth kill?
3: Yeah, I swear the no. first time I watched it I kind of blinked for a minute and I was like why is he in a Star Wars prison? What what is really <laughs> going on here? This doesn't look like anything what did I, how was I asleep? What happened? And I was like well oh.
0: apparently the door is so hot that even by touching it with a <laughs> I, for a second he burns his coat. You think that'd be a safety concern?
2: Well, I would
1: say
0: it's like hotter than McDonald's
2: coffee. I don't know what the fuck's the problem.
1: (laughs) I mean, to be fair, he is an old man. (laughs)
2: That's true. Uh, Old man of (laughs) thirty-eight.
0: I'm going to turn. I'm
1: feeling. I'm feeling that real hard.
0: (laughs) (laughs) So, also, the transfer does just kill himself. Yeah, I don't know yes. why.
1: Yeah, yeah, I noticed this. Lena comes back for some reason. Can for we, some
0: reason.
2: And can we say jacket- that jacket is a statement? <laughs> <laughs> Big <laughs> Confederate flag on the back of this denim jacket. I don't know what it's saying. I was trying to say
0: something, yeah.
1: <laughs> Lena comes back. Jack is trapped in the tanning booth with a surfboard barricading the door. <laughs> Tanning Guy Trancer is on the floor with a gun, assuming that, yeah, he killed himself at Whistler's instruction. It's not specifically stated. They just leave us to assume. But I'm here just like, where did he get the gun?
0: I would assume he got it off of Jack Death, but at that point, why didn't he just shoot him? The silence is deafening to that question. I was, I was, I, 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 I was trying to
3: pay attention to this part when I was watching the commentary, and they would just the the commentary for this movie is kind of frustrating overall because all they do is watch the movie and then like it's just Tim Thomerson going, "Oh, hey, I remember that," and Charles Band going, "Oh, I don't remember that," and it's that for like an hour and sixty minutes. Of but course, he doesn't remember bla-
1: it. Is. It's the blathering of old men.
3: Yeah, de- during this scene, he's like. Tim Thompson's like, oh man, that was a really cool surfboard. I bet you I could sell that for a lot of money now. Do you know what that? Do you know what that surfboard is? And I was like, what the? Fuck?
0: <laughs> Tim was... Thompson must be hard up, I guess. I
1: don't know. <laughs> so bizarre. He needs more of the ancient aging serum that Meryl Streep took in hey, uh, Death Becomes Her.
0: Yeah. Charles Band, you know what that uh, that uh, skateboard is? You know what I mean? The, Surfboard. I mean, it's a nice surfboard. i could probably get some money for that surfboard. Where's that surfboard? <laughs> I,
3: so. I don't
0: know. But no, and, Jack.
3: And, no, but the the commentary abruptly ended as soon as the credits went on, because Tim Thomas gets up and says, "I gotta go let a plumber into my house," <laughs> <laughs> and, just,
2: <laughs>
3: and then just walks out the door. <laughs>
2: I think every movie should end that way.
1: <laughs> I gotta go let a plumber into my house. Oh, it was dressed. <laughs> what is that a euphemism for?
0: Just, just Thanos sitting in his little cottage at the end of Infinity War. He looks at the camera. Sorry, I gotta go let a plumber into my house. He gets up, walks off screen. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
3: Where are we at? Oh, we're we're about at the scene where we get uh, we get to see the 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 minute watch the the
0: right fancy little watch played the time based device that doesn't know how time works.
1: Yes, (laughs) in this we find that the Whistler has come with some of his police cronies, and Whistler's just like no Jack Death. I want you to die. They fire, and Jack activates the long second for a solid minute and 42 seconds. <laughs> I timed this shit. <laughs> now, this, um, is a, this is
0: a common theme in a lot of uh, media that represents sort of time stopping or, or time manipulation that what is shown is significantly longer than how it works mm-hmm. or what it is meant to be. Mm-hmm. But this is egregious.
1: This, <laughs> this is a set thing. Like they literally say turns one second into 10 seconds for you. But right. They do and this twice. They do this twice. <laughs> they do it twice. I timed that one too.
3: And the movie's still so only an hour and 16 minutes
0: long. <laughs> so here's the thing that gets me is after that happens, they specifically point out from Jack Death Helen Hunt is like, well, why didn't you just kill Whistler? And he's like, I didn't have time. Yes, you did.
1: (laughs) (laughs) You had a minute and 42 seconds.
0: There were two choices you could have made in that moment, which is one, have it be the exact same, the the amount of time it's meant to be, Mm -hmm. and then have that comment or not have that comment and have it be extended. But they chose to do neither of those things. They chose the worst option.
1: Instead, he takes her to the car when, if he really wanted to do both, just shove her to the fucking ground and shoot. Right. right. She's right. already missed one bullet. Just shove her down. <laughs> She'll be fine. It's grass.
0: Or just while you're running by Whistler, that you stop and waste several seconds just, just looking staring at him. at him. Yeah. shoot him.
1: Headbutt him or something. Him break his it nose. Wedgie.
0: I don't know. <laughs> Slowly,
3: I turn. Inch, inch. <laughs> well, Charles was very, very proud
0: of this scene, so I think the that's bargain basement matrix. Yeah, yeah. I, <laughs> I, I believe they did use a special camera to yeah.
3: film that scene. They brought in a couple of cameras. They had, they were in uh, six hundred frames per second, and it wasn't like this wasn't done back then. So it was kind of new territory. And you got to give it. Charles does do a lot of stuff for the first time that ends up spreading to a lot of stuff like the 3Ds and the horror movies and uh, Parasite and stuff.
1: Oh, like herpes.
3: Yes. And he does that uh, to everyone. Uh
0: (laughs) (laughs) Charles Band is considered a uh, public health hazard. (laughs) (laughs) So and then so they get out. Um, Helen Hunt says that she has got a friend Mm -hmm. that they can stay at her place. And can we just talk about this apartment real quick? Yeah, we have to. Good God.
1: I thought it was an abandoned 80s McDonald's.
2: Yeah, it felt like an abandoned restaurant. It definitely did.
0: It, it, well, it what, also felt...
1: So it's in Chinatown.
0: It's true. a studio apartment. Full of angles. That's what I just remember, is it's got 90s angles just everywhere. Like some sort of radical relay. It's just like... Non-Euclidean <laughs> angles.
1: It's vaporwave.
0: It is vaporwave. You are right. And a lot of neon. Mm-hmm. It's vaporwave, but the vapors are are just farts
1: <laughs> and weed.
0: <laughs> and and so they're there, and Tim Thomerson is just watching watching some cop dramas. Yeah. <laughs> Aren't you supposed to be saving the future, my guy?
3: You know, it's interesting. Is this a scene that has that good like self-deprecating line where he's like, What kind of name is Jack Death? Right. Yeah. Like
2: like it's okay, so if if you if you say the bit is stupid, it doesn't make the bit better. <laughs> <laughs> As seen in right. Noah's Shark, you can't just <laughs> you can't just if if you think that something is ridiculous in your movie, you need to lean into it. You can't pause the movie and say, This is ridiculous, isn't it? It doesn't work that
3: way. But then they they they, they uh they start to
1: fall in love, I guess, a little bit here. Um, I, I she brings him food, which bring, is yeah. she be- brings him food, which is obviously the way to any man's heart. It
0: man. truly is. Which, in a full moon, features might as well be her professing her love. Like it, the the a cornerstone of a full moon movie is wildly accelerated romance, where she is just it it they are not together for a for a day before they start comp- just absolutely having mad coitus
1: wildly accelerated romances that sometimes derive from stockholm syndrome
0: yes yeah.
3: so i'm just going to play uh, tim tim thomerson and uh, charles van talking about this 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 lovely kind of romantic um, oh god yeah, hold on. This, is the, so this is the
0: point This is the point in the movie where people begin to fall in love with Helen, and yeah. they yeah. wanted you guys to, like, yeah. bone. It was all romantic. <laughs> Jizz going on here. <laughs> you can't say
4: that. Romantic?
0: <laughs> what can I say? No, what you Jizz? You can't say that. <laughs> These are adults listening to this, dude. I know, but
3: they're, 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 you can't say that word. What? I say it. I say it. Why not? <laughs>
0: come on, dude. Jesus. Hey. <laughs> This is when they get their jizz on or whatever. Shut listen, Tim Thomason, you are not above jizz. You you are a regular in full moon features. Don't don't you start don't you start acting all high and mighty over the word jizz.
3: And and before he walks out to, to let the plumber in his house, he does ask Charles if they're going to edit out the the jizz talk. No,
4: no.
3: <laughs> and Charles is like, no, it's all staying in. It's all staying.
2: <laughs> the day Charles Band cuts a jizz scene is the day that art is dead.
1: <laughs> Let's also touch on the fact that this fucking studio apartment is above. A club. My favorite right. part
2: of this is he's afraid that they're going to find her. So he's like, you have to get rid of that blue highlight in your hair. Because they're <laughs> totally going to find the one woman with dyed hair in a punk club. <laughs> right.
1: Yeah. right. They're, but it, this is so, this is also the moment where he does mention that he got rid of his car.
2: Yes, that is true. He does say that. Well,
0: apparently there is a party going on downstairs. And as if they aren't currently on the run from the uh, mind zombies. They decide to go and just have fun at the party for a little bit. Yeah, you
1: know, this hang out band is them. fucking awful.
0: <laughs> yes, so I, I will say on a whim, I thought I I I was listening to that and I decided to play that part or that music at one point five speed and it kind of slaps if you do it like <laughs> that. Okay, point five. I'll remember that. Can I go gotta work on my Spotify
2: playlist? <laughs>
3: yes. They, they were very happy to find that band, even though they had no clue who that band was and they still don't know their names. They were happy to find them, at least.
0: Yeah. I was like, okay. So everyone, I need to know how many people actually dressed like this at that time in history. Like, Oof. is this one of those things that is a movie contrivance or people just that that um, aggressively disgusting in the eighties. They
3: were Should that.
1: Have, I know. Disgusting. I, I wasn't alive, so I wouldn't fucking know.
0: <laughs> is this? Yeah. A, is this a time capsule? I was
3: born in seventy nine. That's it's pretty accurate. Okay. I've seen a lot. <laughs> 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 I went to
1: Bur- I've seen. Went to you've Berkley seen unspeakable young. things.
0: And we do get a very good scene of. I I guess this is one of Helen Hunt's exes comes up and is like, oh, (laughs) hey, where's my fucking tapes? And she's like, don't worry, I'll leave them at your mom's house.
1: He's got a wonderful mohawk mullet.
0: Yeah, correct. Well, she says, "I I will leave your tapes at your mom's house. But that isn't like she doesn't deliver that as though she's mocking him. She delivers it as like, no, no, I know your mom. I'll drop them off. I'll make sure they're nice and safe. Yeah, it's
3: it's got to be the most unpunk thing to say at a punk club. Oh, bring your tapes back to your mom's house.
0: And we get a scene where Tim Thomerson is confronting this man. And this man spits on Tim Thomerson's face. And we get, in my opinion, the best delivery in the movie of him just, okay, now I'm pissed. And yeah. then he just slugs this guy right in the mouth. And as much as you get spit yeah, in the face. Valid. You know what? So they they have that scene, they start to dance, they get it in into it all, and well, then more thugs come about.
1: Are these just punks, or are they actually trancers?
0: I think they're just punks. I think so.
1: I think
2: they're just dudes. Dudes being bros.
1: I thought they were trancers, but given the fact that Jack didn't shoot them, they probably are just punks. Just random punks that Jack just... Beats the living shit out of <laughs> And then they flee the scene
0: Oh, and then we get A scene in which Helen Hunt is giving Jack Death A toy A present, yes, for Christmas
1: I I actually thought this was adorable She got him this adorable little robot toy Named Future Man She says it's just like him And like you can actually see he's letting his guard down at this point. He's amused by it, and it's actually pretty precious.
0: I think, yeah, I think that should be said, that there are, as much as I like to rag on these kinds of films and much I want to rag on Charles Band, there is there are good moments. I do like this movie at the end of the day. However, I cannot defend the immediate coitus after giving... After giving this gut man a shot, ch- a children's toy. Well,
2: like, th- this is this is actually a body horror scene if you think about it. No one involved in making this movie sees this as a body horror scene, but he's like, <laughs> I totally want to have sex with this person while I'm in a body that isn't mine, and also this person is having sex with someone without any way to consent to that because they're not because they're, they're in like a holding pattern somewhere in your brain. All they of it's do, weird.
0: They do bring up Phil at this point where she's like, "What? Well, hey, where's Phil?" Injectus is like, well, yeah, his brain is on, his brain is on, uh, is deactivated at the moment. She's like, well, I like you better, so we're just gonna be okay with not, e- not even killing this guy, like putting him in a state of like stasis where he is trapped within his own body. Yeah. We're
1: just he's in the sunken people. place, he's lost and, in the void.
0: And I think there is his line is
2: something like, "He's on hold, baby," or something. It's very Bruce Campbell. <laughs> <laughs> it's weird. And but now but,
1: I want to see Transfers remade with Bruce Campbell. That
2: would be cool, actually. <laughs> <laughs> We're keeping the shoulder pads, and everything else is just Bruce Campbell <laughs> and Jeffrey Combs as Whistler.
1: Yes, Jeffrey Combs as the Whistler. Hell yes. yes,
2: that was the one thing this movie needs.
1: But instead of a chainsaw hand, uh, he has to have a gun hand.
2: I, I can't think of anything more appropriate. Yeah, fair enough. Now, speaking of inappropriate, um, they this scene is actually interrupted by
0: someone. Uh, <laughs> Okay, this is okay. this is this is the one good bit from the the time travel um hullabaloo I of agree. like going back in time to your ancestor in which McNulty is the only ancestor he has in that time period is a small small young girl. So he needs to go and be in the body of a small young girl and is like, "Look, I had to sneak out of my house. I don't like this." we need you back in the future and this is actually paid off in the sequel where McNulty needs to come back but he's in a slightly slightly older underage girl wait don't take that out of context
1: Jack literally (laughs) picks up baby McNulty they literally credit her as baby McNulty Picks her up and sets her outside the door, gets back to sexy times, but Baby McNulty is watching you sin. <laughs>
2: <laughs> baby McNulty is watching you sin should be a bumper sticker. I was
0: about to say, I want the, I, that needs to be a shirt. Casey, get on that design. Merch. <laughs> but I'm
1: making merch for this episode. We <laughs> also.
0: So she stabs Jack Death in the neck. With the, 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 the time, the time drug, I suppose. He comes back to the, goes back to the future. And the, obviously the one council member is dead because his ancestor was killed. There's only one left. And she's like, look, you're, you're in the past having sex with past women. Yeah, we're sending someone else. But then he convinces her not. This is this is how he does it.
2: He's like, I'm totally this I'm totally on to on to it. I know where hap is. I'm this close to finding out where hap is. I don't know where hap is, but I'm this close to finding it. And she's like, Really? This my lead. And what he says next is, would I lie? And I'm yes. like, yes.
3: <laughs> yes.
2: <laughs> One thousand percent.
3: All he has done is lie.
2: <laughs> <laughs> the whole movie.
3: Yeah, and McNulty has a has a weird line when he's back there where he's he's referring to uh Helen Hunt is um, way on. Don't pull me out. now, I'm close to finding Ashby.
4: The
1: only thing you were close
4: to is that cotton
3: candy. That cotton candy is my lead, pal. She's going to take me right to Ashby.
0: <laughs> is that a comment on her one colored hair streak? Ref- well, I, no.
1: See, here's the thing. Here's the thing. She got rid of the blue and then she put pink in right. immediately afterwards.
3: <laughs> that cotton candy is my ticket.
0: That cotton candy, motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> so, Ooh, so does she melt in water
1: <laughs> 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 you can't get Helen Hunt, Hunt wet she'll melt <laughs>
3: <laughs> she's a gremlin she'll just multiply well, not sure yet. <laughs> something's gonna happen just keep her out of the water so
1: sh- it's either gremlin ed- it's either gremlin physiology or Wicked Witch of the West physiology <laughs> we, we
0: don't know <laughs> <laughs> oh and I don't know I don't know if we can really assign time in this way to this film but McNulty comes back immediately the same time Jack Death does which would imply that child just re- regained consciousness inside of a stranger's <laughs> apartment mm-hmm. Yeah,
1: while two grown ass adults are having coitus oh, which,
0: by the way I, I just realized if this
2: child is his only um, is his only ancestor that means she's also an orphan right
3: well that's what I was that thinking like, she, the said she, she said she had to sneak out from her
0: parents house but like clearly they can't, the can't
2: just not bio parents because I'm like, well, if it's, a, it's a, there's no other ancestors. So
0: I think that it might have been too sad if Charles Band had the child say I snuck out of my foster home. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's in the script. He's like, guys, guys, like I,
2: I, I respect the integrity, of, but we, we got to we got we got to make some sacrifices for audience flow. This is not going to test well. It's not going to play in Peoria.
3: It's not funny. I don't have a boner. Cut it. Move on. (laughs) Okay. That's more accurate. Damn it. (laughs) It's also the way Michael Bay directs.
0: But we, we, we Jack death is sent back to the future where we realize Phil finished for him, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Man, he missed the fun, and he
0: Weed. looks. He lifts up the sheet and
3: looks down at his junk, and he's like, "Well, Phil, <laughs>
1: so well, I can tell I'm empty
0: now." <laughs>
1: <laughs> Phil is now what he has named his penis. Yeah,
2: Phil is now empty. He used to call it the long second. So, well,
0: yeah. <laughs> 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 oh, and and just for the for the sake of getting extra use out of that damn camera, uh. Jack death does get a refill on his long second. Yes. Mm, yes.
3: Yeah. Why couldn't they just do that anytime they needed to?
2: I think that's why they actually in interjected the scene. I think they're like, well, shit, we burned the one second. What we could do is we could just not have it only used one time. Oh, but then it breaks the movie. So what do we do? Well, right. just Weird have segue. it have
0: be a recharge. Yeah. Yeah. And this that is also work. a way
3: to prevent Jack from banging his great grandma. It still kind I of happened.
0: Like, well, <laughs> only, only it's not biological. It's fine. <laughs> w- correct me if I'm wrong. After this scene, we meet three homeless magi. <laughs> yes. yes. It is a Christmas movie. Don't forget this. It is a Christmas movie. Yes. Um, And these three homeless men who refer to themselves as th- three wise men yep. and are just super into the bit. Super into the character where when they so they're looking to ask around for for the character of Hap, and they approach these three wise men, and they're like, "Oh, what ho, knave! Have you brought us <laughs> the, the the frankincense and myrrh?" Mm-hmm. And like, no, but we have a candy bar. <laughs>
1: I never thought I would write the phrase hobo's waxing poetic. But I did, because of this movie.
0: No, they weren't waxing. They were waning.
3: (laughs) (laughs) But they were proud of the scene. It was it was I don't know. I guess it was kind of trying to fit with the Christmas motif with the three wise
0: men. So I guess.
3: Yeah, it was it was it was a bit that didn't need to be there. It didn't really go anywhere, but it was just there. But
2: what they do is they inexplicably point them to Hap Ashby or at least where they can find
0: Hap. Right. Where we get Jack Death going through an abandoned factory, right? Mm-hmm. And he finds a little little alcove mm-hmm. for which he can he can lay down in there and just kind of well first of all he's looking around when all of a sudden a couple cops show up who are mm-hmm. obviously looking like for Jack Death and he disguises himself by sort of just Wrapping himself up in blankets and pretending to be a homeless guy. Ah, troopers! I don't, I don't have any identification. I feel sick. I'm just—it's Christmas. Can I get some sleep? And they, you know, bugger off. But then they're like, "Wait a minute! He called us troopers. <laughs> didn't the didn't the boss say that Jack Death was a trooper? That must yeah. have been Jack Death. Yeah. And that is such an amazing leap in logic. Oh, yeah. Yes, <laughs>
3: it makes no sense.
0: They are troopers. Like that is." I, if someone were to call a cop a trooper in my everyday life, I would not blink an eye.
2: No, but That's I think just... I think part of that reason is they were also writing zone troopers at the same time, and they just kind of got the the the, the word documents crossed. Uh-huh.
3: That could have been perhaps, perhaps. <laughs> if they had word oh, documents. <laughs> no, they, they, they didn't. Own word. Word. They didn't own
0: word. They used the notes app on their iPhone.
1: <laughs> Might I say, though, Jack's uh, method of pretending to be homeless and forcing them away with false vomiting is exactly the same method I use when I get pulled over for speeding. Well there you go. Yeah, uh,
2: we'll throw is off. it as effective? <laughs> on,
1: um, no, it's not.
3: No, It generally gets you arrested pretty quickly, actually.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> so we do get to see Hap at this point. Where he's playing homeless baseball. <laughs> Got
1: hobo baseball.
0: So that that's very funny. Uh in case if you remember in Trancers 2, he was also playing hobo baseball, which was a complete non sequitur to us. Because mm-hmm. we didn't have this oh, scene okay. as content. Like, I do didn't...
1: enjoy hobo baseball.
0: <laughs> I think it went on a little too long, but it was
3: it was it was entertaining.
1: The only difference is in transfers 2, the hobo baseball is actually hobo baseball, like bats and a proper baseball and everything. Here they're just using a lead pipe and some broken bottles. Yeah,
3: I think lead pipe and broken bottles is real hobo baseball.
0: <laughs> they are really putting their lives in danger of having him break a bottle directly <laughs> in front of them, sending shards <laughs> of glass directly at them.
1: But hey, it'll be fun. Right. You Fuck know, it.
0: we're homeless. We're effectively Morlocks in the '80s. <laughs> so in, the- in movie language, that's what we are.
3: In in the in the commentary at this point, and I'm going to have to bring this up a couple times right here because at this point, uh, Tim Thomerson was was saying about uh, the guy that played Hap Ashby was he was a stand up comedian, and then Tim just goes, and he was a troubled soul. What? And
0: just. <laughs> And just left it there like that.
3: <laughs> I was like, uh, uh, "Charles, thing. are not going
0: to ask a follow up to that?" Just, I think I uncovered the same fact that you did, as oh, far right. <laughs> as his, his uh, he he's his attitude on set.
3: Oh, I didn't. Oh, I I did hear some of it. Um, let's, uh, what what did you uh, what did you hear? I
0: heard that he was into character, should we say, where he was blitzed most of the time on set. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> we like when you see him pulling, when you see Jack Death pulling him around, trying to get him like to follow along. That's real. Yep. That's him just being a drunk.
3: Tim Thomas actually said that in the in the commentary. <laughs> he was telling Charles like, "Yeah, I had to get him into the light because he was just stumbling around." As he said, he would he would sneak off to the side and get bearded up. Was how Tim referred it. Well, that's yeah, the reason he, was... he got
2: cast on that one. He was uh, Biff Maynard was his friend, and he got cast on that referral.
3: He also bought him the tooth. Oh, that was his real tooth. Yeah, Tim Tim bought him the tooth. Oh,
0: god.
1: (laughs) What's a little dentistry between friends? And
0: okay, so Jack Death is being pursued by the Trancer trooper cop, scanner cop, please. Scanner cop. (laughs) No, not scanner cop. Trancer cop. That's the sequel. Yes, and so they they the 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 transfer cop has him at gunpoint and is actively getting all chapped up in his lips and then helen hunt comes up from behind shoots him and jack death is like don't worry it's fine he was dead already yeah and what a what a line what a line in future films we do understand that the transfer process is not reversible once it happens you it, you're just fucked Right. And what happens after that is Tim Thomerson and Helen Hunt literally stumble into the plot.
2: That's true. They do. Yeah.
0: Where they're, they're just kind of walking along, fall through the floor directly into the homeless baseball game. Sure. I guess.
3: Yeah. It's I mean, you had to progress from one thing to another, but uh, that, that is was how all movies set, work. That was all set like on location at, this just ghetto they had. Yeah, did
0: he actually force Tim Thompson to fall down a fifteen foot drop. <laughs> <in> the Concrete. <laughs> I mean, I wouldn't. Were they worried he was going to
1: break his hip? <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, if he did, he just would need to go and like vampiric touch one of the one of the local vagrants. <laughs> That's that's the thing. Every time he he drains
2: someone's life force, his eyebrows go more severe. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> the youngest old man I've ever seen in my life.
0: <laughs> You're the oldest thirty eight year old I've ever seen. <laughs>
3: <laughs> so yeah, so we have him. Uh, they take they take Hap. They, oh, they, yeah. After uh, after Helen Hunt blasts him, uh, take death uh, or they take uh, the Hap back to the apartment. Jack tells her how much he loves her.
2: Well, she gets shot, though. Like, on yeah, like, the way to the apartment, which isn't... Right, she does. Yeah, it's
1: we good. also glossed over the police chase on motorcycles and Lena driving directly through some dude's home and wishing him a Merry Christmas, <laughs> <laughs> then continuing on really through
2: his like home. That. And a great practical
0: effect, too. They just drove a moped through a breakaway window in <laughs> some dude's home. The best way to get an effect done is just to do it. <laughs> just do it. Oh, and here Jack Death tries to use the long second in order to help escape the cops, but he doesn't. At first I wasn't sure why he didn't. However, we later learned that Hap just I guess pickpocked the watch off his wrist at some point. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Sure. Because he's, a, I he's guess. a
3: sneaky hobo, that's what they do. <laughs> Is that
0: <laughs> That's what they want us to think. It's that's what the Morlocks do. Yes. A, <laughs> these are not homeless people. These are Morlocks. That's they, what they, they are. They're clearly them. cartoon. <laughs> <laughs> right. I mean, to
1: be fair, when they get to the apartment, Hap just kind of helps himself to their weed. That's
0: true. Hap is they eventually do make it back to the apartment where they're like, Hap, you will need to survive because eventually you're going to bone a chick who is then going to produce the great, great, great grandson or whatever, of a powerful council member. And he's like, sure, I guess. Give me booze. Is at that point, they realize he stole the watch. And knowing what I know now, that this guy was a a drunkard on set, the scene where Tim Thomerson lifts him up and kind of slams him against the wall and tells him to take this seriously, is suddenly in such a new light. (laughs) It feels so
1: real. (laughs) Did they they know the camera was on?
0: Just some
2: motivation
0: there. (laughs) (laughs) Jesus. Real method. Real, <laughs> mm, mm. So meth had something to do with it. I'll tell you that much. <laughs> the movie doesn't have a climax, right? It just kind of ends. Yeah, it kind of.
3: Whistler shows up and he says he's going to kill Lena because Lena's his ancestor, and that's when you find out he's been like having the hots for his great great grandma. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Whistler like tosses her off the building, and that's where he has his little. He got the watch back from the moment well
0: okay wait we we fast forwarded a bit where they hmm. say oh we're gonna call Whistler make a trade for Happ, but then betray him Yes. and then Whistler shows up without any backup nope i I can only assume at this point in the film they just ran out of money well this this
2: is interesting so while they were making this movie like so in the timeline Band had just sold um zone troopers and then he decided to come back to the states he's the one who and he like he's like i want to direct transfers like transfers is going to be my movie i'm going to direct it but he's still running the studio so he's running the studio all day most of this movie is shot at night so he runs the studio all day then shoots the movie at night he says in his accounting that he only slept an hour a day. I don't think that's actually true, but that's what he says. And then just lived on espresso, like, a sp- like just put it in his veins, espresso 24-7. And then the writers do say that, like, well, Charlie was Charlie. He was just always – he's directing, quote-unquote, but he was always on the phone trying to do something because while he was doing all of that, he is also calling Italy, which has a time zone difference, to try and set up everything to, for the Zone Trooper shoot to happen. Immediately after this, which has most of the same cast because Art LaFleur, Tim Thomerson, they're all in it too. Now, he's so exhausted that at this point, he falls asleep while directing the confrontation on the roof. Like, just fall, like, they're, they're, they're blocking. He falls asleep and wakes up and realizes he's been asleep this whole time and screams action, and people are still setting stuff together <laughs> to film. And considering how little attention he played to anything during this movie, I think that makes sense. to why it it carries on the way it does at some points.
0: Yeah, yeah, that <laughs> makes sense because the climax just really kind of happens. Yeah, mm-hmm. I had to rewind, like, like, okay, wait, did I accidentally skip something? No, this is just happening. Yeah, they they got to the like the hour mark. They're like, oh shit, we have to end this. <laughs> so what happens is as uh as they, as you were saying he uh, whistler throws her off the roof as this this is happening he Tim Thomson uses the long second device and sort of ziplines down to where she is going to be falling in order to catch her
1: it takes 41 seconds
0: <laughs> thank you i timed
1: this one too
0: this in particular Bothered me because it, everything about that is just wrong. Just how it <laughs> would work mechanically and physically, and like with with physics and reality. The thing that I suppose bothered me more is that they didn't do the rule of threes with the long second device. True, just two and done. Which it was two and done, which left me so very unsatisfied.
1: And while this lawn second is going on, Hap's just drinking.
0: Which is oh, oh yeah, that wasn't in the script. <laughs>
1: <laughs> but one of my favorite bits happens next, where the lawn second is over, Lena is safe, and Hap just throws what looks to be a moldy cheeseburger, and it just hits Whistler in the face. <laughs>
3: yeah. And that's what takes him out.
1: <laughs> that's what takes him out, a there moldy cheeseburger.
0: <laughs> so Whistler, I forget, he... F- Does he, like, fall off the roof? Yeah.
1: It first looks like he's climbing down of his own volition, and then he falls from the roof because Hap hits him with something else.
0: Right, and so he falls, he he falls, and we realize, oh, one of the serums is busted, so only one of them can go back into the future. However, Tim Thomerson decides to use it on Whistler. However. Since Whistler's body has been destroyed, I guess he just ceases to exist. And eventually his his the person he's inhabiting comes back and the movie just kind of ends there. Like is yeah. there is anything really else <laughs> really happening?
1: Um Hap actually uses the same ending line that he did in Transfers 2. Uh, Wiseline is like, "What happened? Who is that guy?" And Haps calls him a fortune teller. He uses that same line actually in the end of Transfers um, too. Right. When they, when him and Lena buy the house together, mm. Mm. and then we end with Baby McNulty looking on like a creeper for some reason. Yeah,
2: McNulty should have had a line here, right? McNulty should have had the final line.
1: Nope, and it's just a freeze frame on Baby McNulty's face.
3: <laughs> yeah. And that's it. And it was just sudden and abrupt. And it's was like, oh, OK. Like, I mean, that was a solid hour 16. It worked. Yeah, I guess. <laughs>
0: there it is. Th- movie's over. Movie's Go up. home. We're done. Fucking. Uh...
3: <laughs> you, you did talk a lot about Tim, Tim Thomerson on here. And I, uh, I do have to play a quote from him about his performance and who saw him in this performance. Um, this is from the commentary.
0: But the exterior Chinatown stuff was tricky.
3: You know, S- Stallone saw this movie
0: and in, in, and gave me the role in Rhinestone really? Dolly Parton, which was, I think, like the worst movie of the eighties. <laughs> but he he saw me in this really? and gave me the role because of this guy. Jack oh, Dick. funny! I never knew. That. I thought that was really neat.
3: You know, was cool. I was it. And I didn't find that out until much much later. Mm-hmm. Okay, so here's the thing. <laughs> I haven't thought about Rhinestone
2: in like 20 years. What is going
3: on? Well, Rhinestone came out June 22nd, 1984. Transers came out May 22nd, 1985. So how did Stallone see him in a movie that wasn't released yet?
1: It was actually released in the UK first. Oh, was it? In 1984.
3: All right. When in 1984? This is important to me.
1: Give me just a moment and I will tell you. (laughs) November seventh of nineteen eighty four, which
3: would have still been months after Rhinestone came out.
1: Um, magic. <laughs> Look, he's, he's, so, no, he
2: saw it and then he went back down the line.
1: Witchcraft. But that's
3: that's exactly. I think I, that's that's what had to happen. I'm sitting there listening to that. And I'm going, wait a minute. This this doesn't add up. Like, I mean, I think someone just told Tim that, and he was like, "Oh, that's a cool story," and just kind of ran with it. I mean <laughs> Or he's just You're, lying. You you A have good, to have some
2: reason to be in Rhinestone.
3: I've never watched that movie, but it's got Dolly Parton and Stallone, and I kind of have to watch it now. It's not it's not good, but it's not like bad. Like I don't know.
1: Yeah. I don't know. I'm I'm in Tennessee. I kind of we we worship Dolly Parton here.
0: Love Dolly Parton.
1: She is the patron saint of Tennessee.
0: <laughs> so so one of the, now that the movie's over. One of the things, games I like to play with Casey when it comes to these movies is asking her, and I guess I'll, I'll extend this to both of you, whether or not you know it. How much do you think it costs them to make this movie? Oh, 300,000? Uh, 300, Casey? Uh,
1: 300,001.
0: Damn it, Bob. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm going to go
3: 5,000
0: and a bag of cheeseburgers. 400000 Casey, you win. <laughs> oh,
4: oh, Price is oh, right no.
3: Woo! <laughs> Definitely one of the more high-budget films of there.
1: What do I win, Drew?
3: Nothing!
2: <laughs> <laughs> you Yay. win another
3: Full Moon movie.
1: Oh, God.
2: Oh, no! Oh, no. So, we have, we have two games we like to play. One of them, though, I will say right now is called the Murder, She Wrote Connection, where I just name off... Uh, how many Murder, she wrote connections we can find in this movie, and I have, I have, two actors. Um, Tim Thomerson is in two episodes of Murder She Wrote in 1985 and nineteen eighty five, and in nineteen ninety, and in the uh, episode that airs eighty five is actually called "Sudden Death," which really should have been a transfer title. It is. <laughs> it, oh, is, is. It? It, God, it is. God damn.
1: Transfers five is subtitled "Sudden Death." <laughs>
2: You can't. Yeah, you can't not do it.
1: Um, and that and that one released in ninety four.
2: Oh god, <laughs> yeah, because Transfer Six is um the fuck. What's his name from um uh Goddamn the Dream movie we did Beyond Dream's Door. Oh god, <laughs> he directs that one. Um, Richard Hurd is also in two episodes of Murder She Wrote, and uh, Art LaFleur was not in Murder She Wrote, but she was in Matlock.
0: Well that then that's sense. not a Murder she, connection, I is it? No.
2: Now, we, our theory used to be that everyone was in Murder Hero, but then we got a couple that they weren't. But if they weren't in Murder Hero, they were either in Hunter or Matlock. And basically
0: uh, so Might
1: I also say Might I also say that this is one of the few movies that we've seen that did not have tits.
0: Right. None, that's no. true.
3: Which brings mm. us to the little game that we like to play, Patrick.
0: In a way, I brought you here off your job. You think you can do it better? So here's your chance,
2: uh, Casey and Gabe. I just want to throw this out here. Uh, if you could fix this movie by changing three and only three things, what
0: would they be? I know my answers. I've been thinking about this. First of all, I would have rule of threes. Have a have a have a third long second thing at some point. I would say that I would want I would like Hap to be a bigger part because I think him he, he added a nice sort of dynamic between the three characters mm-hmm. which is sort of resolved in the in the sequel where Hap is a much bigger character. And lastly, I would say I I would I would want there to be more I want there. I I just don't want to have to think uh, think about the morality of the time travel in this as much. Oh yeah. I wouldn't. I don't want murder to be a part of the time travel, if at all possible. That's a good change. Uh, I think you'd you'd get a pretty good movie out of that. Casey. I
1: I already said that I would replace Tim Thomerson with Bruce Campbell. Yep.
0: Yeah.
1: Mm-hmm. Um. I might make baby McNulty five years old instead of, like, nine-ish like she was?
0: Because so that would have been funnier?
1: Yes. It would have <laughs> been way funnier. <laughs> Just imagine this five-year-old taking a taxi to Chinatown. <laughs> <laughs> Cursing up <out> the storm. Because <laughs> the younger they are...
0: The funnier it is. The
1: funnier it is when they, when they yell fuck.
0: You ever see a, <laughs> see a fetus say cunt? It's very funny. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> I mean, to be fair... My grandmother was not allowed to curse around me because when I was in the parrot stage at about two years old, she taught me my favorite word. Uh,
3: and and what is that word?
0: <laughs> okay.
4: <laughs>
0: <laughs> hey Casey, you have one more you have one more thing. One more thing to change.
1: Um not directed by Charles Band.
0: <laughs> Excellent.
1: I don't know who would direct it, but just not Charles Band.
0: I, are you, are um, you guys
4: getting
3: Are you guys getting tired of the same formulas of the movies? I'm not. All
2: right.
1: That's what the booze is for. Yes, it I helps.
3: That's a good point. It
2: oh
1: no! Helps. You know who I would want to direct this? I want to see Frank Henenlotter take on a time travel. Moment. Oh my
2: god! All right. Oh my god! Wow! That... I
1: want to see that happen.
2: But he's going to have to change the name from Transfers to something that starts with B. Uh... Transfers bouncers <laughs>
1: <laughs> um bouncers uh, <laughs> bouncers would actually make okay. sense because you're bouncing from time to time All right, so
2: frank hinnen lauder bruce campbell as, as as jack death and uh jeffrey combs as whistler
1: yes and then baby yeah. mcnulty actually a baby
2: hell
3: of a movie <laughs> I, I, I bought a ticket getting younger as a dance as the show goes on now it's a baby 9 to 5 now it's a baby just screw it we
0: no just, that's
1: that's a joke they just keep replacing the kid <laughs> as the movie goes on younger, just no, gets younger and younger have, and younger
0: have it be a baby but then have his mouth be like like digitally opened and closed <laughs> when Art floor's voice come out <laughs> like oh, a God. weird
2: like this is Bob from Motel 6 we left the light on for you
3: Mm. I, I, <laughs> oh, God, all I could think of is baby geniuses, and I'm having nightmares. Oh, fuck that movie! Oh, I'm gonna make you watch it. God damn it! <laughs> fuck. It's bad. It's so bad. Uh, right, well. well, that that was
2: it. Do we have I I I don't actually have anything else. I I can't. We covered. Mo- I think everyone kind of covered most of the making of. Any final thoughts on this one before we wind it out?
0: I enjoy it less now that I know that um, Tim Thomerson is a sex pervert. Yeah, <laughs>
1: <laughs> I'm probably going to erase the memory of this movie from my brain. That way, I can keep enjoying Tim Thomerson.
3: Also valid. It's, you, you just don't want to peel back the the layers too deep. Just,
1: just no. The I I don't want to deal with that onion. It'll make me cry too much. <laughs>
3: yes, it will.
2: Yeah, I uh, I jo- I like this movie. I think it works mostly. Uh, I, there's some obviously I've got nitpicks, but in terms of like Charles Band movies, it's pretty solid.
3: Yeah, I I, I did enjoy it. It's it's one I've probably I've watched a couple of times. And I know I'll 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 watch it again. It's not gonna be every Christmas, but uh, it's definitely uh definitely a fun Christmas movie. I guess I don't know fun's the right word, but uh... yeah, it's
0: a, it's a fun <laughs> movie. If you want to, yeah. if you like, I, I if you were to come to me and be like, yeah, I really like trances, I wouldn't think less of you. <laughs>
3: <laughs> that's all anyone could ask in a movie <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> all right well uh Game and casey y'all want to plug your pluggables tell so the people where
0: to find you um yes listen to us on glass half full moon we are going to be doing more of these similar kind of films and i guess there's a bit of a through line with us where we are watching the evolution of full moon from a kind of schlocky though somewhat sincere kind of film production company for sci-fi and horror into whatever the fuck it is now (laughs) (laughs) Uh, into
1: the into the studio that made corona zombies
2: right they they finished they finished filming that the day lockdown started they
0: were fast with that fucking movie (laughs) jesus christ uh yeah, follow us at at Half Full Moon Pod on Twitter. Uh, just you know, look us up. I guess uh, the, our our uh search terms aren't. It's, it's a rather lengthy podcast name, so I don't, I don't, I don't know if you could get mixed up anywhere along the way.
2: If you type in the whole thing, it definitely shows up.
1: Yeah. It won't be good, but it'll at least be entertaining.
2: <laughs> well, what we say here Found on Shelf is quantity is priority one. <laughs>
3: Just <laughs> shove as many movies as you can right. out.
2: Like it's it's the, our our show is not necessarily good, but we are consistent. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, so if you did like what we bring to the table, we are found on shelf, and you can find us at, everywhere at found on shelf all one word pod. Uh, that's going to be on Twitter, Instagram. No, we're not on Instagram, are we? Yeah, we are. Sure, Instagram. sure,
4: sure.
2: Instagram, um, wherever social media is social. Um, drop us a line. Let us know Bet what life. you'd like to see. We are on Fet Life. That is my fault. <laughs> we do have <laughs> a Fet Life
1: account. <laughs> Gabe, get on that. No.
3: We have a Red Bubble store going on with some things as well. Oh, I keep forgetting about as soon that. As, I, as soon as I figure out anything to put on there besides a the logo. All
0: right. Um, Follow us on Reddit. It's more embarrassing than Fet Life.
2: And thank you all for joining us today. It's been a real blast, and I'm glad that we could share transfers uh-huh. with you. Of the
0: Absolute, holiday season absolutely absolutely
1: this was wonderful. so much fun all right,
2: all right. we we will listen to all you lovely people in the uh, the new year happy holidays from us at found on shelf and have a great one Whoa.
3: I think one of the lyrics is dashing through the streets with my penis in my hand. I,
2: I caught that too this time. I never... <laughs> I that too. Uh, it's, it, it's mostly innocuous when it's a movie, but when it's in your ears, you're
0: like, oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, listen to that 1.5 speed. Absolute banger.
4: <laughs> Hell yeah.
0: Oi to the world. Oh, I'll make
3: the cut. I'll oh, edit just that song out. It'll be awesome. All right. All uh, right.
0: in my apartment.